Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Mud Cannon Curtis on Sports Radio WEI. She wants Jerry Callahan. <laughs> there, she's the only human here. Right here. Yeah, there. Hold it right there. Yeah, there you go. And we found Night Tail, my vet. A Valentine one and um, a and a birthday one. A birthday a Valentine one and a birthday for your, one for your, birth, for your American Girl doll. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the mini one. So when you, baby. were you in the room with Justin? Were you guys hanging in the room? Yeah. 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 They didn't. They came to New York. They came to New York just to see you. Yeah. Wow. And you guys left the hotel together, right? Your dad was saying. No. Lots uh, of crazy, lots of crazy teenage girls chasing <laughs> Justin around. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was. It was so silly. You know what? They were so jealous of you. All those girls. They wish they could spend some time with Justin. Did yeah, you, they, they thought they were silly. Maybe that was why. Did you get an autograph? Yeah, right on her yeah. hand. Yeah. Let's see. Her shirt. Oh, where is it? He signed your. But signed your hand. Justin Bieber. And it says Av there and JB there. Yeah, Well, we could play you know, clips of Jerry and uh, some of the great people he's uh, uh, touched, the lives they've touched with the Jimmy Fund and the Radio Telethon for the next two hours if you wanted to. It is Mutt, uh, Ken, and Chris. We're celebrating Jerry Callahan's career. He did his last show on WEEI on Friday. And I know, Chris, uh, I think it's important to, to talk about Jerry and the impact he had on the Jimmy Fund, not only the Jimmy Fund Radio Telethon, but the other events that he either people knew about or didn't know about the generosity with his time and people saw and heard his work with the jimmy fund that's where certainly it started but did not end there for jerry and his uh, endeavors with charitable groups here in boston well i think the avalana thing always struck me i was before yeah. i worked here the picture outside of our office forever has been jerry and john with avalana and her parents I, awesome believe, I believe it's cameron and eileen i believe that are, are her parents names and what jerry i think really connected with Avalana because she was this fearless, smart, wise little girl who had been afflicted by this awful disease, ATRT, and, you know, had been dealt the worst hand possible and yet was painting Jerry's nails and all of these different things. And the interviews were just always so just gripping to hear them. And following this, it's sort of everything that defines Jerry, the great guy, when people ask, you know, what's he like off the air? Well, Jerry off the air is everything you get on the air, but it's even more. He's There are no hollow words with Jerry Callahan. If he says it, he means it. And I go back to 
Ken and I were at, uh, we went to one Christmas party at the Callahan residence in Andover. It was the last one, though, wasn't it? I believe it was. Or did we not get invited back? I don't know. but None uh, of us got invited to the bar crawl this year, correct? No, he had, he had the trolley tour. No, he sent me two invites. He said, come on, start drinking again. No. Um, <laughs> so we went on uh, Christmas of 2016, I believe. We were at the uh, Christmas party with uh, oh, yeah, Jerry's. The, yeah, the grilled cheese maker. Jerry's beautiful wife, Tracy, had yeah. organized. And we're, we're there, and we're hanging out. And who else is at the Christmas party but Avalon's parents? And... It just, I spoke with them both. They're great people for about 20, 15, 20 minutes. And it just shows, you know, you have Jerry meet this girl who's got this horrible disease, who is just a remar- remarkable woman or a little girl, but she acted like a woman. Um, and he connects with her. They talk about her during the radio telethon. They have her in studio a couple times. She gets to meet Justin Bieber, all these different things before, unfortunately, she passed away. And it doesn't end there with Jerry. It keeps going, and he's still connected to this family, still doing fundraising efforts for curing ATRT and different things by continuing to grow because the relationship doesn't just end because he wants things to change. He wants to see resolution. Jerry runs um, bikes in the Pan Mass Challenge every year because he's friends with Lisa Sherber, who is an angel who does amazing things at the Jimmy Fund, but that's real. They, They truly are friends off the air. And he bikes for the reindeer fund, which is the Christmas party every year that they throw for these families and the patients from the Jimmy Fund. So it's just everything about Jerry Callahan is authentically real. Whether you like it or don't, he is who he is. He doesn't apologize for it. And he lives by the words he speaks. I just would think you could just say he's a generous guy. I think when I started with the show, I, for some reason there was this reputation where I felt like he had a reputation of being tight with his money. He didn't want to spend on big expenditures. He told us last week he spent on a scooter, 1500 bucks, so that's out the window. But uh, he couldn't be more generous. I mean, uh, generous with us when bonus time came around. Yep. Gave me shoes, old shoes. Granted, they were used. But just, uh, but just making a joke. But in terms of the time, the generous commitment that he made with his time to people that were less fortunate. You could see that. It was unbelievable. Not to mention, uh, flying to Pittsburgh when my father died, he gave two great eulogies for Kirk's parents here on the show. I think that came off the listeners on the air. That's the generous Jerry Callahan, not from money, but just in terms of caring and uh, the way he was, authentic. And one thing, too, uh, you know, it didn't get discussed a lot, but Jerry and his father were incredibly, incredibly close. And when Jerry's dad was sick, you know, Every day, like Kirk, was at his bedside, taking care of him, helping out. And that was just, he genuinely lives by what he speaks. And I don't think we can say that enough with, with the way he cared for his father when he was ill, the way he spoke of and was there for Kirk when he was dealing with uh, the passing of his parents yep. and um, his Jerry's mom recently as well. It's just a, uh, it's, it's tough to overstate the authentic kindness of Jerry Callahan, which seems like an oxymoron when you listen to Jerry Callahan and you know hear him go off about different things. There is a soul there that is um, real. Well, it's, re- it's real and it's, it's, a, it's a, a thoughtfulness there. And that came across on the air as a listener, but you know, off the air, whether it was, you, you mentioned Avalon and Ruth, uh, you know, Miles Goldberg, who had that uh, famous trip with Bobby Orr. He was on the plane, was part of the group of the Jimmy Fund. Yep, that went I held down. up that plane because I was late arriving. You were, and that was a famous Dino story as well. And, yep. and so <laughs> it, it, that I remember uh, they did a baseball dinner in New Hampshire, and Miles' mom, uh, Jennifer, you know, pointed out how great the group had been to her son, and Miles eventually regretfully passed away after a long, long battle with cancer. We lost part of his leg, and it was it was a bad scene, and there was Jerry in that, the show there for him and something as small you said shoes like he he was moving from north andover and the guy's like he knows i have a son who's about uh is in youth sports and he's 
brings me all this youth sports stuff. Not because he wants to. Like, he could easily just put it out and someone would have taken it away from him easily as they got the, uh, the people clearing his house. But he knew that my son was in sports. He didn't want to see it go to waste. That was part of the, the, the money thing. Jerry hates when you waste money. He hates yeah. horse rakes is wasting money. I would say a scooter for 1500 bucks is wasting money, Jerry. No Sorry. way. That's, That's a good. waste of money. <laughs> uh, but he hated things to see things go to waste. And it's great. I think it's great stuff. My son's too old for it. Carter will love it. And it's a it's a whole bucket of baseballs. Where, you know, it's 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 a thoughtfulness that is is, is real. And people, it, Glenn talked about it. Alex talked about it. We're talking about it here. That maybe didn't come across to the listener as much as as we saw it's it off weird. the air. Yeah, sometimes it didn't. Sometimes it didn't. Like Trenny and Wiggy both tell stories about not knowing what to expect with Jerry when yeah. they started working with him, and then afterwards they became great friends and they uh, go everywhere and say what a good guy he is. That's just it. It is. Well, that speaks to again the, the thoughtfulness and real. There is a loyalty there. So when obviously when when Kirk and 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 Jerry when that whole thing went down, there you know, two guys who both left the station in really drastic, you know, similar situations. But there are a lot of differences there as well. Yep. But they're trying to decide what's going to happen with this morning show. And every day Jerry would remind me to go go in there and get your like talk, ask for my contract, what I needed, who to talk to. I saw him you know, loyally, God, well, loyally you and I, Curtis, fight for you two. I was oh in meetings God. where that's all he wanted to talk about was make sure Ken yep. and Chris are taken care of. He wanted you on this show, but he also wanted you you know financially taken care of for what you do. There is a loyalty to Jerry Callahan that I think is very rare in this business. I worked with a lot of people now in, in 12, 13 years. In radio, he is there at the top of the list in terms of loyalty, and I don't think that exists a lot in this business specifically, that trait. To be able to carry it over through everything that happened at the station and still be as loyal to the people around him as he is, that is a hard thing to do. Yeah, I think coming to bat for Ken and I in a way that nobody else had ever in my career, and he didn't have to. He went out of his way, and honestly, I think it's a large reason why we're even still in this building today. I think he was a massive proponent for those of us behind the scenes. And it's simple, but it's difficult. All Jerry asked for was your best. If you did that and he could trust you, he was an ally for life. And I think that's what Ken and I have learned in, in working with him. And in that way, it's sort of a simple role. It's hard, but it's simple. that all, you, your, your guidelines are easily defined. It's show up, do your best, and be ready to go. And that's all he asked. And he's been great to, great to me. Couldn't be better. And if, he, if, he did the, if you did those things for the show... He he was uh, reciprocal in that loyalty to you, and I saw it with uh, the three of us for sure. Me specifically, uh, I know he had a big part of me, you know, getting an opportunity on this show and being at the station long term. I saw it with you guys. I've seen it with different, like uh, Reamer mentioned, he was fiercely royal to 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 Alex and loyal when Alex has gone through a couple different issues to fight for Alex and make sure Alex was a part. Talk to of Tom the Brady personally in at the Super Bowl that week. He and Kirk he went, and, Kirk. and first thing they did right was the yep. the famous shot. I was on the air. We got. I did the morning show with you yeah, guys. We, Brady hung bite. up on us. He, was what, it, that was not that night. Attacked. Was not that dog? Night. What he was talking? Different about. night. Dog it was bite. Unbelievable. This was, was do a bleeding. morning show with you. D- take the private jet, which as you know is very tough, and then get on the air that night and do mud at night when all this stuff is is uh, front and center. And the first thing they do is most people would have gone to the hotel, would have gone to get dinner. They go right to the availability for Brady and start talking to Brady because they want to see not only is everything okay with the the show. But they want to make sure they know that Al- who Alex is, and they were a big part that day in making sure Alex still had a job here. Because the minute Brady sort of went to bat for him, that was it. If that went a different way, then Alex is not working here at WEI today. And they were a huge part And it wasn't just Tom. With it Brady. was immediate. They were talking with to Brady. Patriots organization, yep. people within that building, and they were at the bat ready to defend Alex, you know, 
knowing full well that Jerry Callahan and Kirk lived on the ability to speak freely, knowing that slip-ups and mistakes happen, and that by getting Alex fired or having him lose his job would be a slippery slope for all of us. And I think you would all agree, too. We work with people who are stars in the business who just are not that way to people they perceive as underlings. Jerry was, like, the farthest... He's a star, legitimate star in this business market. Can, right? Forget being stars. Right. Just, like, there are people that host True. shows in this business that think that is some sort of... That is a green light to uh, beat up on the people below you. But as far as, like, in print, like Bob Ryan, Dan Shaughnessy, Jerry Callahan, right? You'd put them in that conversation among the best radio hosts, certainly at this station and in the market ever, and he he was just an average guy. You worked with him. You worked hard. Like you say, you, you showed him that you cared. He treated you with the utmost respect. I mentioned it earlier in the show, but it, re- it bears repeating. He was the guy that set the dialogue for the city. Every day he began with a topic that Jerry Callahan was starting with was what the rest of the show, the city on both stations was going to be discussing. And if he was talking about it and you weren't, you reevaluated your plan that day because Jerry knew what the pulse of the city was. Of course, uh, those were your topics, as you told Richard Deitch. Right. I mean, I taught Jerry yeah, who everything. Who set he- the dialogue? <laughs> Are you now saying officially Jerry set the dialogue? Are you standing right. by the revision of history? Well, I called into the Dennis and Callahan show, and I would let him know every day what to talk about. Chach, you need to get to this story very soon. Let's go to uh, Paulie and Denham at 617-779-7937, letting you guys react this morning uh, to the WEEI career of one Jerry Callahan, which came... Uh, Came to an end, unfortunately, on Friday. Paulie, good morning. Hey, good, uh, good to see, uh, speak to you guys on Jerry. You know, it's kind of an end of an era for me. I mean, I, I made my bones with Dennis and Callahan a long time ago. You know, and uh, it was John who announced that I, I had been named caller of the year for the United States in 2005 and early January 2006. I love those guys. We had a little falling out, but I don't want to discuss that. I have fond memories of them, you know, right to the end. And I started calling again recently. But I, I love Jerry. Jerry was I was closer to Jerry than uh, I was John. Jerry was a generous guy when I knew of him personally. Um, you know, he's free well, after the Butchie time uh, over in uh, Jamaica Plainhouse, Stone Store from where I was born. The different job, Butch from the Cape. I went over to the bar. He, was, he turned right, right, right over his part. What do you want? You know, uh, let me get you a beer. Bought me a couple of beers. That's the kind of guy Jerry Callahan was. He's a low key guy. You know, kind of unassuming. Did what he spoke, said what he what, what needed to be said. A lot of people uh, wouldn't were afraid to say, "I'm a lot like that." Maybe that's sometimes why, why maybe me and Jerry clashed a little bit. But uh, I loved like a brother, and I still do, and I always will. And I hope to see him and John Dennis uh, together as a team from time to time back here, filling on EEI. And it's easy. He's he was he represented the club. You don't want to hear it. Well, that, that's you specifically. I think there's a proven track record with both those guys on the show where people did want to hear it, and they were on the show when the ratings were number one. So that's, Paulie, that's your opinion. Uh, and we all have our opinions. You might think I suck. You think Curtis sucks. Wh- whatever. Jerry wanted those guys here. So you can say that you stand with Jerry. He spoke for people. Uh, he wanted to battle with No those bigger guys. advocate of Alex Dreamer, John Tomasi, than Jerry Kelly. And he loved having those guys in because they were worthy adversaries of his uh, political ideology, and they could go back and forth and debate at any moment when there was a dry spot in the sports conversation. You knew that it could get right to AOC, 
could get to Trump's latest tweet, whatever it was, and there was a built-in tension between those two and Jerry on any topic. And as for the, uh, he had mentioned that you know John and Jerry working together again. Uh, I, based on the information that I know, that's not going to happen. And and Dino <laughs> well, specifically, Dino, just took a shot at him, uh, Dino went on John uh, Dennis and Jerry Callahan working together. Well, that's what the caller said. Maybe you weren't. I listening. didn't hear him say that. He I was... said he hopes that John and Jerry get back together oh, again, Chris. That's he also gonna... said on this station. Yeah, he said I, hopefully. Uh, I mean. Ooh, I, I can see that happening. In with Mutt at night, Loserville <laughs> with I, Mutt, Dino, and Jerry. I am. If I'm going to be doing that show, I'm. I've been told that I will be allowed to have like a co-host for a couple hours, a group of rotating co-hosts. So maybe if I am doing the night show six to ten, get the grill out. Uh, get get an Ashton. I would have Jerry. In. Yeah. The theme to Mutt's show. The theme to Planet Monkey. Mutt called me up and said to ride another little band. Now this I'm made Jerry's day. How do you like it so far? How do you like the theme to Mutt's show? This is the theme. My idea. The opening theme. No, Mikey didn't like this. I thought he would uh, be honored by the parody, but uh, apparently, just anything associated. When are are you going to realize this? Like this, this, if you're not, if you're not followed his career and his personality enough, talk to people, work with him. He's funny. He's a D. He's a D bag. Good guy to golf with. He's. Got a great line, but everything. Yeah, great. Uh, But Dino, yeah, Dino went on that podcast uh, and uh, suggested that Jerry stabbed him in the back. That I guess he he told the story on this podcast that in 2007, the station wanted to get rid of Jerry and and John stepped in, and that Jerry should done the same thing uh, recently when Jerry when Dino was dealing with his stuff i i think that uh yeah john has burned that bridge to the ground for whatever reason he's okay with kirk now he says he knows what happened with kirk and he understands it but now jerry's the guy he goes after so he's social media is okay with kirk so uh dino is okay with revisionist history dino on that is priceless with kirk it was a wedge that you could see a mile (laughs) away quit he quit he tapped out and now he's sitting there you know Speaking of awkward moments, Jerry wasn't in that morning, but the Christmas day before Christmas Eve show a couple of years ago when Dino came in to do the midday show and we had the crossover with Kirk and Dino. Right. Oh, Dino wanted no part of that. Oh I sat God. front and center for that, and it was it was just awkward because it, it, John sounded so robotic, and maybe that's just his personality at that point, but you know, Kirk was trying to get to certain areas, and it was just the same sort of repetitive thing. And after it was a five minutes, you just knew right. it wasn't going to get contentious. He was, he was was acting Dino. Well, and as we played on Friday, we know that Lucy Burge, who's in producing today, was yes. really the driving force of uh, Dino's last stand. Uh, we played some of those clips. It got tense. And Lucy is going to read, speaking of tense, the Mutt Twitter storm praising Jerry on Friday, which was just, I don't Awful. know why you go... What a decision. What was wrong with that? Okay, oh, we'll come so back bad. and discuss. 617-779-7937. Uh, it is Mutt, Ken, and Chris. We are uh, talking a lot about Jerry Callahan today. It's his final show on WEI on Friday, but we're still hitting you with the trendings every single hour because the sports news is hot and heavy with Ken Laird. But first, we trend. This is Boston Sports Station. Now, here's what's trending on WEI. Thank you, Dale. Trending now on WEI. And, by the way, Dale Arnold, along with Joe Castiglione, on the call for the next four games. Sox and the Jays' four-game series starts at Fenway tonight, 7-10, the first pitch on the Shaw Star Market. WEI Red Sox Radio Network, 6-10 pregame. I believe Mutt is back in the pregame with Will Fleming. That's unconfirmed. I believe that's not true. That. I believe Will Fleming yep. Will Fleming has done a great job as the pre- and post-game host of Red Sox baseball, and I believe that'll continue. Bottom one, no score. Back to you. 
Andrew Kashner will be in the rotation. Be home doing those scores tomorrow night. You like the Kashner move, Curtis? I love it. I think he's got a great four seamer that goes in on lefties. <laughs> I heard good things about it. I like his beard. Said that. Good record, nine and three, three eight three ERA over seventeen starts this year. A Valdi live bullpen today. Bradford will be covering it uh, live, pitch by pitch. Stephen Wright placed on the ten day ten day IL being hit, by, hit on the big toe on Saturday, and of course uh, last night five hours forty minutes of baseball at Fenway ended at twelve forty a.m. Jerry loved every pitch. Dodgers best of the Red Sox seven to four in twelve innings. L.A. took two out of three in the World Series rematch. Baseball great Bob Gibson also terrible news diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Novak Djokovic the Wimbledon winner over Roger Federer that game a quick. It's a uh, match. Lusty. It's not a game, Ken. If you're going to do trendings going forward, like if you're going to be a, a sports voice on a match certain morning Wimbledon show match. going forward, like the straight sports update Ooh. guy, oh. you have to know it's called a match. Four-hour, 55-minute match, the longest in Wimbledon. Did history. you guys? So I did not start with this, but when, once I saw the social media uh, reaction to it, I jumped in. Did you guys watch I, it I the match? I was at a restaurant, but I caught the end. It was 12 well, Sunday 12. brunch? Wait, Sunday where, brunch. Where? Where'd you Coolidge go? Corner. Place called Gin's. Great place. Did you have a couple cocktails at brunch? A couple no, beers? Not that type of gin. Sober oh. brunch? Sober brunch. Ooh, sounds terrible. Did I watched watch? the whole thing. Yeah, the final set was excellent. Well, you lived there for a while. This is, a, is this a big deal? Oh, Wimbledon is awesome. Sunday? It's a great take. Have you, you been? Go. Oh, yeah. Curse there for I saw this guy see Woody Harrelson. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Woody Harrelson. lips. Viral moment. Tweet that video out. I saw Sampras versus Federer in 1998 when nobody knew who Federer was at Wimbledon. Great wow. moment. Setting the dialogue. Why are you then? slamming your chair today? Really I can't great. figure it out. <laughs> it's like Jerry with the text and calls. Like the, why don't they just stay? Uh, more of the Jerry well, Don't worry. Last continues. time we'll be in that chair for a while. Bro. Yes, sir. <laughs> but Kurt- the champs are back. The Red Sox have won the world championship. And so is Free Ticket Thursday on WEEI. Your shot at free tickets happens every Thursday at 8.30 a.m., 12.30, and 5.30 p.m. Witness every crack of the bat. Free Ticket Thursday. Each winner scores free parking at Prudential Center Garage and gets a shot at winning a $50 Red Sox Team Store gift card. Powered by Town Fair Tire. For the best prices on tires, nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Free Ticket Thursday on WEEI. Now back to Mutt, Ken, and Chris. Mike Mutnansky, Ken Laird, and Chris Curtis on Sports Radio WEEI. Trinity doesn't know all my old stories. If I started telling a story, Kirk could jump on me. But Kirk's not here, so John McNamara <laughs> wouldn't have believed the Trinity. You would have, you wouldn't have been able to handle him. Because you had to talk to him every day. You had to go through the manager's office. Yeah. And you had to sit there, and he was nasty. He just couldn't. He wasn't nice to anybody. He was every, Did he read your stuff? Nasty. No, it didn't matter. It oh, didn't matter. You could right. write a glowing tribute to him every day. He was a nasty man. So he's sitting there one time. He's like, "What the hell?" And every answer was, "What the f does that mean? What the f do you want?" So he looks up at the clock. It's Saturday. Uh, I mean, Sunday, I think. And he looks up at the clock, and it's like quarter of five. And he says, you got five effing minutes. Then I got to get out of here. I got to get to effing five o'clock mass. <laughs> John McNamara, ladies you and gentlemen. You got five effing minutes. I got to get to effing five o'clock mass. By the way, I was at an event. I just want to throw a plug in here for this because it's an amazing, amazing program. The Hockamock YMCA. <laughs> Boy, what a listener that Butchie is. Uh, was that the same show with Trent? No, it was right after the story. He told that McNamara story, and then uh, Butch went right into his Hakama YMCA No, I meant we, we played the earlier John Hanna story. Did Jerry use burn those two stories out in one Trenny and Butch well, extravaganza? when Jerry was working people, he wasn't, there wasn't a vibe. He'd go back to those stories and tell stories. Oh, so baby. I could see a Trenny-Butchie show 
leading to some I stories. am sorry, Jerry, for many things, but most of all, putting you with Trenny and Butch on one show. That was <laughs> We're playing Jerry's cruel. stories all morning. We have a bunch of these uh, other clips we're still going to play. We're way behind. So uh, one we're definitely going to play coming up, uh, probably off the top at nine, if we can plan that out, is oh, good, yeah. Climate Change Jerry. We have oh, cl- oh. Clim- who, uh, People are now listing their favorite Jerry's. Climate change. That's Jerry, not even a story. That's just a- royal family. Jerry beers are cold. Jerry outer space. Jerry uh, space. Jerry is good. The couple that I wanted to play that we don't have, and I, I don't know who had to bl- put the blame. Blame who? Uh, there is no skydiving story in here. Uh, that's my fault. He's Dude, told I- that story a million times about uh, pepperel. You know, know what happens in pepper, right? People die. They skydive. There was died, and then <laughs> him having uh, relations on the balcony story. That doesn't exist? Or did one of you guys delete that as a favor to him? Chris? I I respect my man Jerry too much. That's a part of his private life. I hope to keep it private. You son of a... He's a good man. Balcony Jerry. If you would give me bonuses like Jerry had, maybe he'd still be there. Well, he gave Ken shoes, so I could see that happening. Meanwhile, we all found out the news... At different times on Friday morning, you were here, Ken. Which you by, found out by, right now, after by the, the show. Way, before, before we get into this, can, yeah. we, can we get your, a recap of your story? Because Jerry's final wish sure. was Mutt's story and a Curtis story coming off vacation. So I have, I have a 10-day vacation plan, my longest vacation in years. It starts with... Uh, until now. It's, <laughs> until, until, until the next oh. two weeks, whatever it is. Or, well, I don't know, how long, I don't know when I'm going to be back in the air. So I have this 10 days is planned out beautifully. I'm going to Drake's Island. For four or five days, I'm going to Saratoga opening day on Thursday. This could not be planned out any better. The family's happy because I'm only going to miss one day up there. I'm committing to all this. It's going to be great. we got two cars. Excellent. Fourth of July, we talked about this. was a, probably the biggest talker we had uh, on our two shows together was, is my wife going to get this bouncy slide house? The water, uh, it's, it's a, <laughs> I'm not going to screw this up. It's a water bouncy house with a big slide for the kids. Nice water slide. Excellent. And I was against it. 300 bucks. Gets because I ruined the lawn. She overruled me. She heard the show. She was a thousand percent right. It was awesome. So all day Thursday, yeah, but, but had this great Thursday morning. Ran in a road race. Started drinking beers around lunchtime. We're jumping up lunchtime. and down inside this thing. It was excellent. <laughs> I ran a road race, so I had to take care of that first. Friday morning, we're packing for Breakfast. Maine. The neighbor kids are over taking one last uh, stroll down the water slide. Went to the ski lodge until it closed. Went home. Ate Shut pizza. Up. That's, an old, that's an old story. <laughs> so we're getting ready. We're getting main pack. I'm leaving Saturday morning. I'm feeling great about things. Mail guy comes, and I go out to greet him with the mail. And right on top of the mail is a priority letter, urgent, urgent, Governor urgent. Governor Baker to Mike Matnansky. Governor Baker, state of mass, RMV, to one Mike Matnansky. Open it up, and it says in there is two letters. One says... Your license is immediately suspended. This stemming from my arrest two years ago in New York. They, I was one of the people who got caught up in this uh, awful incident. Right, in New and then you got in the car to try and figure out what's I did going not, on. I did not get in the car because the dumbest thing you can do, I found <laughs> out, was drive on. Even if you don't know, if you drive on a suspended license, you're arrested immediately. So you do not do not drive on a suspended license. So immediately, first letter says bench. suspended. Uh, from the incident in August 2017, where I got my uh, DUI in New York. And the second the, one says, up, up. starting today, you're suspended for a year, 365, until July 5th, whatever it was, July 2nd, uh, 2020. And so be I honest, that letter you on thought Friday. you were in the clear before this last story. Yes. Oh, I thought it, I thought I just got lost Mutt in the shuffle. thought because I did a white pages search and it wasn't on there that he was in the clear. <laughs> Hand for, to God. For a long true. time, we all thought that. Like, right? we all thought that the state just sort of screwed up and then this awful it's story not happened. on my Wikipedia page. I'm it's, good. It's not there yet. And, uh... Obviously, the bad the story happens, and it turns out it was the first. It was a couple hundred of people like me were out there, and the mass RMV just sort of forgot about us and got lazy. Ends up there over a thousand. 
So they weren't all for, for alcohol-related things, but there were a thousand suspensions waiting out there. So for, I, for we had to take two cars to Maine, one car to Maine instead of two, pack everything for an entire week with two kids into one car. My wife can't see out of the back of the thing. we got to go up. Only she Why can drive. Why was she drive. driving? I can't. I can't. Uh, my license suspended, Chris. Stop I at the Mexican did not restaurant try. again. No, Ooh, margaritas no on stop. the way. Went to a brewery, but did not go to a Mexican restaurant. Went to a brewery. Uh, that's, where I saw, <laughs> yeah, that's where I got that <laughs> picture on Saturday. Well, I couldn't drive, so what? You know, you take oh, advantage. Just get pie eyed for the ride. Why not? <laughs> your wife is pregnant, or your license suspended. It's a, it's a free uh, uh, DV for sick. you. Oh. So uh, come uh, stay up there. My dad has to drive in a Haymarket. I'm in uh, RMV Court all day on Tuesday, and eventually by the end of it, I walk out of the there, pay a significant, significant fine and reinstatement, and it is officially now, I can say, behind me. But for, for, for a couple hours there on Friday, there was a real potential my license could be suspended for, for an entire year. And the only reason it's not is because the state screwed up. From what I've been told, it's and, and I'm not the only one in this category. Mm-hmm. Like People are going to go, and they're going to go in and say they're going to backdate it to a certain date. Once you do that, legally, they can't now suspend me again. So uh, I, I lucked... Honestly... Ken, I lucked out big time. That's how my vacation started. That was Friday, July 5th. Friday, July 12th, once I had the license back, I don't go to Saratoga because I'm a good family guy, good dad. I say, you know what? I put enough stress on my family. I'm not going to Saratoga. First time in 13 years I missed opening day. Stayed in Maine. What a man. And then Friday morning, mini golfing with my kids in uh, Wells Beach, Maine. Got the call from Joe Zarbano saying, hey, do you have a couple of minutes? Mark Hannon's in the office with me. And that's the first and only I had heard uh, of what was going to happen with Jerry's contract, and then from there it's been, you know, uh, crazy foot ninety whatever that's hours. And so since Curtis then. got that, that was my the, vacation. Curtis got it, the the news from the most pristine source that you could possibly get. Matt Walsh. No, uh, <laughs> I I woke up Friday morning. You no, know, he called first though, Ken. Who did I call first? Me. Oh, that's right. Well, because I knew Ken was in meetings, I couldn't call him. Anyway, no, that's, that's not noteworthy. That is noteworthy. I want. I tried to call Kenny. Wouldn't answer. That's true. Really the answer I got. Uh, so I wake up Friday morning, six thirty Hawaii time. Aloha, so, aloha. Good morning. My Chris phone turns on, and the first text that pops through on my iPhone, John Tomasi, and I'm like, what? What does he want? So I open it up. Hey, Chris, heard the news. <laughs> really crappy about what went on at the station. Hope they value what they have in you and Ken. <laughs> So I have no clue. This could mean a million things. So I break open my laptop, Google WEEI. <laughs> Alexa, play WEEI. Felt like that was vague enough if there was some massive story about the station being sold. Who knows? Nothing pops up. <sighs> so then I check Twitter, and for the first time in John Tomasi's historic life in Boston, he got a big story right. He nailed the Jerry Callahan to uh, retirement, or not retirement, to his exodus from WEEI. So I got... All of the other texts flowed in. I got on the phone with Mutt, tried to figure out what was going on. And that entire day was as surreal as it gets. Every conversation was more bizarre than the one before it. I finally talked to Jerry um, later on, a couple hours after that. We spoke for about 10 minutes on the phone. And, you know, I told him I loved him. And we talked about the show and how things went, and you know, according to Jerry, you were rattled in the conversation you had with him. He told me this Friday night. Curtis was in a bad shape. I was as rattled as I've ever been. I was. Well, who wasn't? You weren't rattled. Yeah, I was like rattled into silence. I kind of was just like. Uh, Ken is so I was freaking pragmatic. I thought it we had a good me. conversation on Friday. I talked to you before I talked to Chris. You were good on the phone. You had some good thoughts. 
Uh, you don't remember that? Yes, I remember that. Yeah, I was fine in that conversation. But being around Jerry, like I was here when he got the news, or basically right afterwards, and then that night we went out to Encore. So I'm not very, I'm not very comforting in times of like stress. Like Wiggy was there, and he's like affable and making jokes. He's he said to me afterwards, "I've been around. You play pro football. You've been around enough awkward situations. You know how to handle it." I tightened oh, Jesus. up. I was, he still played the I played for yeah, in, in that in that case. But he it's still true. I think that that's card? true. I could see it come out like oh, me please. wild card experience. It was basically me next to Tangway and Casey Smith at the uh, at the border cafe. I'm <laughs> like, say anything, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was extremely rattled to the point that I hung up the phone, thanked Jerry. I don't know how many times. It was embarrassing. And I walk around in where we were staying, and I see my wife, and I just start bawling. Hysterically crying, or I don't wow. know if it was hysterical. Well, you but didn't I was, cry on the phone with Jerry. No, I, I was. Close. I got choked up when I, I basically apologized to him, like taking the blame for all this. Like, <laughs> and I got the, I had to hold back the tears. I like Keith on the phone. Well, I, I, there, did, I did the same thing. I, apologized I choked up him. talking I to him. Like I wish we could have done more. I wish whatever ratings could have been better. Something a trick we could have pulled out. I think we all believe it's not ratings related, and it was. Nothing we could have done. And there's nothing. Well, Jerry you, at least you're around just your family. You were around your wonderful wife. Like I, I'm in Maine with my mom's four brothers and sisters who paid for this house for us. My cousins, his wife, and a million different kids. And I start the week by saying, "Yeah, my car's not here because my license is probably suspended for a year." I end the week with on Friday afternoon they're all going to the beach, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm going to sit here back at the house. I just lost uh, the morning show, so I'm going to." That it was the most awkward. Uh, and you didn't get to go to Saratoga, burying the lead. Which is the big, big story. Although, probably would have been a bad... If I got that call up in Saratoga, I would have gone on tilt. But I would have gone. The conversation... <laughs> That's the most I'd, important thing. I would still be Let's there save right the now. 50 bucks. I'd still be there. The conversation with Jerry, though, was so embarrassing for me, because what do you say? At the end, I, I think at one point I said, if I can do something for you, and then I'm like, if I can do I something for Jerry Callahan? I mean, the guy did everything for me. He's the reason I'm in this business, listening to him growing up is why I love sports talk radio. Listening to him, the way he broke down the big events. I remember vividly 9-11, driving to school every day, listening to John Dennis and Jerry Callahan break the news down in a way that was so unique. It was so good. It had inf- information first, but it had an opinion. It had the edge that we all felt during that horrible time. And to have all of that, and then to finally work with him, to sit next to him through all this stuff, it's just what do you say? You know, get his coffee every day. Every day was a pl- it was a privilege to get Jerry Callahan his coffee. <laughs> well, uh, I, I've I've been through in radio firings before, and they're all sort of handled similarly. I know people were saying like he was done dirty, whatever. Like I think Jerry was well, prepared think, for this. I mean, I, I think he was done. Like, Friday afternoon in the summer. I given guess what sometimes he's there's the a station. farewell show, but he sort of was offered that and didn't want to do it. Like uh, I, I was, when I got the news, Jerry came in and said, "I need a box." I was I was literally thinking of the scene from Goodfellas where there, there's at some point where they're like uh, when you get whacked your friends come with smiles or whatever you know you don't know what's coming uh, it was just that awkward sort of moment it's like uh, you know he, he's here among people he likes but they're delivering the news that he's out and he's he he was he took it fine he was just like okay I right, get my stuff get out of here just well that's what, that's the life. other part of this like I think I tweeted this out and we'll let Lucy handle the tweets coming up but the, the show well, was, that was the worst reaction it was starting with embarrassing with, starting with Kirk and Jerry but this show was funded to every day because yeah. the attitude Jerry took right. and the attitude that you guys took and it's it's it, it just it's it's not annoying it's not frustrating it's much more than that that the show was given nine months and they decided they weren't going to renew Jerry and they're going to you know restart with. A show that's established, you know, at AAF, our sister station, Greg Hill and Danielle and a cast of thousands will come over and take over July 29th. And yeah, I'm, I'm biased, but Jerry should still be here. And he just, we should still be doing the show. We should be busting my balls about my license all day today. And Curtis, you know, going to 
uh, Captain Andy, whatever his name is. Catamaran was a great thing. <laughs> it was Catamaran in Hawaii. So, but this, to bring this full circle, so yeah. this driver in New Hampshire who horribly killed those yes. seven people is the reason behind you dropping thousands of dollars in a Massachusetts RMV office on Tuesday. Yes, Without that happening. court all day and working with very good lawyers, did it cross, Mr. Milligan. Did company. it cross your mind at all to call the Patriots owner who graciously donated $100,000 to the victims of that and say, hey, do you have a couple grand for me? I was nice to you. I, I think, need to have- I think Robert Kraft mentioned mud in that speech he gave. Did he? he did. Yeah. I didn't see that. I he was addressing I think, the jarhead. I think it's better he, served given to the great the the jarhead group than it is you know served given to. Pretty me. cool moment there from Kraft. It was all, I mean because it's it's we've been talking about it for for weeks now and he just shows up unannounced. Kraft just shows up and just it just hands a check right away right hundred k, and that that group and that family is dealing with a lot right now and uh, it was a pretty cool moment from Bob Kraft over the weekend and a week that was not. Uh, uh, great for a lot of people. Not a lot of highlights for me, Chris. This was uh, one of the highlights. That, and of course, would you call him Jovac? No, no, would you call him before? I think I said earlier. <laughs> I, said, I said butt mutt when uh, you, I wanted to say mutt bumps. So, can noi. Yeah, those were two highlights already this you morning. You probably show. did. So I'll, we, what more do we want to play from Jerry coming up? 617-779-7937. I see a lot of phone calls, including one of Jerry's favorites. Uh, what what we, we have the listener well, phone. Lucy was going to read your texts from Friday. Oh, we want to do that too. The tweets yes. from Friday. Tweet, tweets, yes. Which I will stand by and defend. These were thoughtful, well thought out. Uh, what a horrible job. Copy and pasted from a word file to make no, sure they I were did not. not spell them wrong. You did a word file and then you just copied and pasted. No, I didn't want to get them wrong. You still spelled something wrong. No, I didn't spell. I used the wrong word, Lucy. That's different. I used Honestly wrong... and honesty. Yes, I used the wrong word, but I still spelled honesty right. <laughs> he has a tough time with that word. I did, did spell check, and I, I bled. I bled on social media, and you guys are going to mock me for it. We'll do that and get to your calls. Mutt, Curtis, and Ken, W-E-E-I. Now back to Mutt, Ken, and Chris on Sports Radio, W-E-E-I. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I got my revenge. I got my revenge. You ruined my wife's birthday. I ruined yours. How did he ruin oh, your Oh, my wife's birthday. birthday's more important. You've you got your wife an Alexa, whatever you got her, a Google I Echo. Just asked. I took no, 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 it was no, a getaway it, it, it weekend. Was, it was, first a, and it forever. was a Lexus. Uh, oh, he probably was a Lexus. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to know how you could get an Alexa, where you could get an Alexa, not on Amazon. An Echo. Oh, an Echo. Yeah, an yeah, Echo. Yeah, I remember And this that. idiot blurts it out on the air. I asked off the air. He thought it was so funny. <laughs> That you asked, what? How do I get an? Where do I buy an Alexa? Yeah, where do you buy an? What's <laughs> on the, Amazon? What is wrong with that? I said you I don't want to do it on Amazon, dummy. And I said I'll order it for you. you said no, I'll just go to a store. It's got to be a store. Said, that sells can you it. buy it at Target or Walmart or whatever? Kind of a douche move, Mutt. but you call it an Alexa, which is my favorite part. What's wrong with it? It is. It's an, an Echo. No, Alexa is the Alexa is the the Siri. Well, when talking you talk computer. to her, you call her Alexa. You do, yes. yes that's so her voice. I would but call it's her the, Alexa. the device is called an Echo or an Echo Dot. That's just so dumb. It was dumb. It was, it, was, it was just funny. It was funny that Jerry kept calling in an Alexa on the air. I, it made me laugh. I'm Jerry sorry. Jerry does not tolerate being corrected or being informed on a topic by Mike Mutnansky. Uh, or a, anybody. God, the, the other thing. The, the, can't wait till they take these texts, although they might not now, based on the new show coming in, which is very text-heavy, as I'm told. Uh, I thought the text was coming out. Your rule was, you made it a new rule right before the uh, 4th of July break, text line coming out. But Jerry would hate it. When somebody corrected him there about a, a random sports stat from 1987, he would would drive him crazy and make sure he corrected it like the second he could on the air. Oh. Make sure everyone knew he didn't get it wrong. He just wanted to correct the situation. If you ever had any questions about where I stand in the power hierarchy of WEEI and Intercom, after I made the proclamation about removing the text line, it's still here, and I was the 72nd person to find out about the uh, demise of Jerry Cowley. Tomasi knew before you. Congratulations. Way to go. Mark, uh, Mark James, by the way, openly flaunting that by responding to Texture's Lex last week after ripping 
the hell out of you while you're on vacation, by the way, just crushing Curtis. Oh, what do we'll you say? To, we'll get to that another day. That's best served for another day. Yeah. But are we going to read your text? Is Lucy ready for the there live reading? There were my texts. There were my tweets. Tweets. Again, tweets. and I called them expletive tweets when I did them. These things never, ever come across well. And you guys had just as lame tweets as I did. Yours last night was the worst of all, if we really want to rank the worst tweets involving <laughs> Jerry Callahan, when you said, I'm hoping not to go all Rich Keefe cutting up this sound right now. Give me a break. You haven't come close to crying today. You're not going to cry today. And, there. and it's, it's not, been it's not a, a It's not a funeral. It's a goodbye a to inside. a guy who's not doing a show on the station anymore, who should be, and is going to go on and do more in his career. Thank you, John. We've tried to play that every time. We want you to... It tries to get too emotional here. So I well, you, sat down. stream of consciousness. Drake's this was, Island, Maine. This table. This became all about mud. Bottle of bourbon. Of uh, absolutely. And it's, of course it did. It's become that way for all of us. It's Everyone's doing it. They're making it about I was limited. themselves. I my spots. This comes off. So you're going to cry. It's not about you? When you said, I'm trying serious. not to get emotional. Looking for retweets. I think the show has been we a lot want of some fun. likes. You want some uh, favorites, some plus ones? I was, it, I was pointing out we had great sound coming up for the next morning. It no, was and, and bragging Yours how just, emotionally. You it was a good Go tease. It was, a, it was a horizontal tease. Luke, it was very well done by Ken. And the whole Thank point, you, the purpose of Twitter is to encapsulate what you're trying to say in a concise manner. It's, no, it's 140, not. 280 it's characters. It's not. You did this in like seven, it was like six pages. Not threaded the hell out of this. Okay, Lucy Burge, you're a social media consultant here on the formerly Mutton Callahan show. You go ahead. You can read these. You tell me where I went wrong. Go ahead. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Found out the news about Jerry Callahan. This it also says his AM. His AM. Great start. I loved it working does. with Jerry. That's error number one. His fearlessness, his allergic slash honest reaction to boring radio, his honesty, his ability to get the most from co-hosts and guests, his efforts for the Jimmy Fund, all of it. I should have quit there. Nice tweet. Any issues there? Excellent. Curtis. Well done. Misspelling, Since not, you're not the ombudsman bad. of Twitter, uh, Mr. Twitter, Chris Curtis. When we get okay, to fine. you know Carter's Little League game and the sixth one of this, <laughs> well, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. He's going to baseball camp in Tewksbury today with equipment he got from and Uncle And no Jerry. AC at home. Uh-oh. Well, actually, yeah, do, do have no, no AC at home. Could use some help on that front, uh, HVAC people. Go ahead. But we continue. Uh, tweet two of seven. I'm beyond frustrated the show is over, and I can't ever express here in oh, tweets shut up, shut up. what bleep, bleep he tweets. meant, bleep tweets, Ardo, mutt. <laughs> what he meant, working blue here, mutt, what he bleep. meant to WEI, Boston, myself, Must show and so many others. Must show how I am that I'm off the morning and back two nights. Show proper appreciation. Ken Laird <laughs> must say Callahan. I might cry tomorrow to seem emotional. You did, you're worse than me. We'll read your tweet next. Go ahead. about you? No pivot. Go, keep going. That's a great thing. Three of seven. Yeah. Busting balls with Jerry, yep. Curtis, Ken, and Kirk was the best time I've had in radio. Yep. And honesty... The most yeah, fun I've had in my life. I stand by that. that so on the air, tweet. the off the air, all of it. That, I, I st- some of my favorite that, moments in my life. I'm 39 years old. Speaks to my life. But the five of you, uh, four of you idiots, it was great, 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 great. Okay, that, that was the best part of this 16 page yes. Twitter. Seven thread. tweets. Keep going. Next tweet went off the cliff. Oh my god. Uh-oh. And boy, did Jerry hate and those guys hate my terrible stories. Uh-huh. The disgust on his face after the Vegas story. Sure. I think. Was all time. You could hear it in his voice on the air. One retweet. Yep. <laughs> really? Yep. Okay, go ahead. Oh, we're going to do by retweets? We're going to do that now? Okay. How many followers? Right. Plus one. <laughs> this is everything. Making Jerry laugh 
is the best. Yep. He can't fake laugh, so you know you're an idiot, or you actually said something funny when he laughed on the show. We need some GPS to get this Twitter thread back on track. <laughs> That's six. Read the seventh one. Whatever. And as the king of fake laughs, I should know. Must be self-deprecating. Yes. Good job In by me. Three- Poking fun just, at I'm yourself. I'm really good at this. You guys are jealous because quality. two yours weren't as good. <laughs> Here's my I favorite. A lot tweet of likes though in the thread. Just realized I typed and honesty instead of and honestly yep. in a previous tweet. <laughs> Whoops! I'm an idiot. Hammered. <laughs> to scroll back three pages to find that previous tweet. Finally, I could keep doing this all day. Yep. And if you follow me, you know how great Jerry is. What does that mean? And Twitter sucks. But Jerry is going to be fine and kick ass elsewhere. Just not on EEI, which sucks. So you rip the platform in which you're using to (laughs) praise. Follow and subscribe. That's the best way to get the message out. Still, unfortunately, it is. Okay? I'm sorry. You you love Twitter. I get it. I don't love Twitter. I just don't love that. That thread was so dumb. You had a very good tweet to start. You had that nice tweet that could have been a standalone separate tweet. At the station, listening to Jerry Callahan sound to play for tomorrow's laughing so I don't break down like Keefe. The full six-minute Jerry Craigslist Eric Church ticket scam score will be played in full. And it will. Great tweet. Now, <laughs> Jerry retweeted one of your tweets no, a and one of Mikey's tweets. So no, a couple even. of mine. So no. he just totally yep. retweeted a couple of mine. Yeah, whatever. Very unmoved. Uh, let's tweets. get to one of Jerry's favorites, Tim and Canton, who joins us here. Tim, good morning. How are you? Good morning, gents. Oh, crap. Oh, no, it's, hold it's on, the hold line on, Tim. It's the line. It's Tim, not, you got a call back. Tim's got a call back. I'm going to make the... That's still an issue? So uh, like every find out. Months, we get the squeaky voice. Jim in New Hampshire. Hi, Jim. Hey, guys. Before I get to my off-air story about Jerry, I just wanted to thank him for his avid support and helping set the record straight for a very close friend of mine, Jerry Amaralt. Um, but on the story of Jerry off the air, um, I got the fortunate uh, to meet Jerry at a restaurant where I work. I'm a bartender, and Jerry and his family happen to come in. They had over an hour wait for a dinner table, so well, I he, ended up finding He must not have been happy. An hour wait for Jerry must feel like a, <laughs> 10 days, but go ahead. Yeah, and he was going to wait, but I luckily enough found him a spot in the bar. I got him a table. I was able to take care of him, his wife, and his children, and um, I didn't want to be the starstruck guy and bother him during his vacation, so I took care of him, had a nice time. Jerry's a great, great family man. Whether you like Jerry's you know, political thoughts or anything else and what he did on the air was amazing. And just the fact that Jerry's a really, really good guy. He's a man's man. And I'd like to thank him for that. Can I just jump in with one thing that I saw on social sure. media, including with the media critic at the Globe who said it's tough to reconcile the political Jerry away from who he is as a host. It's Are you really that big of a child that you can't reconcile? <laughs> well, actually, the fact yes. That, We're finding out there are people like that. Like, Chris. Who yes. Jerry Callahan likes Donald Trump. He wants lower taxes. Okay. He's also a really entertaining, informative, and... Uh, compelling talk show host. What the hell does one have to do with the other? Why are we really that immature as adults that we can't tolerate a radio host who supports the other candidate and likes has a different political ideology than you do? I mean, I hate when I see people preface praise for Jerry Callahan by saying, despite his politics or whatever. Go away. If you if you have to say that, don't even tweet at all. Like Jerry's a great guy on air, off the air. Great dad, great husband, great talk show host. It's been awesome to me and to.
countless other people in this whoa, market. Whoa, whoa, he where voted for Trump. Era? Whoa, whoa, whoa. He voted for Trump, Chris. I mean, How can he be all those things? It's such an idiotic thing to preface any praise for anybody by saying, despite his politics. Who cares? But you admit it's politics? not rare, though. I mean, you're saying it like you're doing it just, this finger it, wagging. It aggravated me this weekend to see people do that in the media that said things about Jerry. Jerry's a great guy. He's been great to a lot of people. John Tomasi couldn't be further to the left of Jerry Callahan. And you asked John. John was great, uh, wrote some great things about Jerry, said he was the best columnist ever. And John and Jerry worked well together because they disagree. Like, I don't understand why you need to preface anything with that. W- worse was this uh, minute from Bob Halloran. I've never watched Bob Halloran, but he had some, uh, he's a local sports guy, right? On Channel one, 5, one yeah. He did, did sports radio, I believe, with you at 890, correct, Bob Halloran? Well, it was highly rated. I think two people listened to the Salk and Halloran show, heard <laughs> middays for about a week on 890. Fa- so Bob is a TV prompter reader who is a failed sports radio guy, but go ahead. So had some faux praise, and then at the end said, basically, if you look at Jerry's ratings, he has n- neither been informative nor entertaining for the last several years, and... WEI sent him off into the sunset. Like, first of all, totally classless. Second of all, totally misinformed. Ratings have been very good. Jerry has been at the top of his game, as many have said, informative and entertaining. So just just totally clueless from from this guy. Who's, I've never Honestly, I've been here three years since I've come back, never heard a word about Bob Halloran in my well, life. Well, and Curtis said is this, the, 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 it's a tolerance thing right now. And people, it's it's gone from... You it's know, not a tolerance thing. Yes, it's being an yes, adult or being a child. Well, they, whether yes, you can and separate children, the two. And, and adults have a tolerance for differences of opinions. A, a three-year-old, like my three-year-old, doesn't. You say he wants something, you say no, and he throws a temper tantrum. This is essentially what these people are doing. And now it's gone to a, another extreme to tie it back to Jerry, is that people are willing to take that intolerance towards your own opinion on whatever it is and then go to try to hurt you and not just disagree with you on a topic but hurt you whether it be financially uh with clients of a radio station make things up this is that next level of it so you you're you're, i understand what you're saying i think i'm just become not that i'm immune to it i just come to expect it now i come to expect it now in 2019 unfortunately meanwhile we mentioned there uh in uh, ken laird's tweet the six minute Craigslist Eric Church story. We'll play that in its entirety in this hour, and we'll get to your call. 617-779-7937. It is Mutt, Ken, and Curtis. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.